0: So, as parents who've got it figured out—just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. When we feel yeah. inadequate, let's just start yeah. there. As parents, we always feel inadequate. An- I feel inadequate all the time. I don't ever feel equipped to be handling these young children. You don't feel
1: like you don't feel at times you're like, yeah, yeah, that was. Good. I got this. Good. <laughs> no, I feel that that way sometimes. Maybe
0: sometimes. I always am just scratching my head, like, was that the right response?
1: Mine's more like, man, I really pushed them good on that swing. <laughs> they got their blood pumping. <laughs> Or you know they they really like that ice cream that I that I sprung for. That's so good. good See you
0: focus on the good things. I'm (laughs) like, how did I screw up today, and how can I do better tomorrow?
1: That's that makes my heart sad. Don't fix yourself, Selena. Fix your eyes. Don't
0: fix yourself. Yeah, because I want to run to the best book, the next like way to implement the best discipline. I just want to run, run, run and go buy it. Doesn't (laughs) doesn't he know it? Uh, But instead on Amazon. Instead instead. (laughs) True. <laughs> I need help. I'm not how a good parent. How many
1: purchases from Amazon can one person make? <laughs> you tell me in a 30-day
0: period. Um, like you said, instead we do need to fix our eyes on Christ. But how do we do that as parents? And how how do we begin to even unpack what it means to fix our eyes on Christ instead of just fixing ourselves? So that's kind of the topic of our conversation today. We will see you on the other side. We didn't introduce ourselves on the Fierce Marriage show, Fierce whatever. We did? didn't? We didn't, so hopefully um, people know who we are. <laughs> so here we are on Fierce Parenting. Uh, I am Selena, this is my husband Ryan. Hey, you. We are all the, we are the Fierce folks behind Fierce Parenting <laughs> and Fierce Marriage.
1: So the reason we didn't introduce ourselves is because I was bragging about this fancy new hat that I got. You can't see it if you're not watching, but so by the way, if you're listening to the, the podcast, you need to get on YouTube. That's where it's happening. <laughs> Find us over there. Trying to grow the presence. Anyway, <laughs> our friends, Nathan and Anna, they have a nonprofit called Flint and Iron, which you can't see, but there's an F, fire, I, Flint and Iron. And they do a podcast that's all around technology. Mm-hmm. It's called Gospel Tech. Gospel it's the Gospel Tech. Tech Podcast. So good. And Nathan's done a ton of episodes over there. If you're wondering how to navigate this milieu of technology and culture, and your kids are just bugging you for the latest, greatest, whatever, game, iPad, bippity bop thing uh nathan's got an answer for you or at least a conversation that you can yes, listen to so yes. check that out Ch- gospel tech podcast he didn't ask me to do that we had a board meeting this morning yeah. and that's why i got this fancy new hat
0: he's got to so, share all your things sorry
1: man. sorry guys sorry guys yeah anyway um <laughs> so don't <laughs> fix yourself fix your eyes no not.
0: you're supposed to talk to the patrons how oh, dare you sorry. jump over them they're some of the most important people over here. Say that toward the end oh, okay
1: thanks for the patrons we'll tell you how to become one at the <laughs> end you guys are awesome. Thank you.
0: Uh, you're not so, doing share, subscribe, or rate or anything? It's okay. We're just all, all out of we order. We have the best
1: listeners, viewers in the world. They know what to do. Okay. And they've already done it. Okay, good. So this comes from, I feel like, a really tender spot in your heart as a mother. And I feel like it speaks to the hearts of mothers as much as it speaks to the hearts <laughs> of fathers, if not more. How's that? <laughs> nice. <laughs> try to catch
0: reel uh, that one back in <laughs> because <laughs> so i feel like it.
1: moms have a lot of self-talk because they just they want so badly to to be a good mom and dads want to be good dads but generally like the self-talk switch is, is on mute in my own head <laughs> i'm like it's done did it going walk yeah, through it
0: and we have feelings about our feelings i have figured yeah. that one out right and so
1: yeah like you shouldn't feel bad and so you feel bad for feeling bad. Right. Or you, you shouldn't feel angry. So you feel bad for feeling angry, and now you feel, you know, shame because you got angry or you weren't patient enough.
0: Yeah. It's a whole thing. And so. so the
1: temptation is then to just look inward or look to books. <laughs> This Is true?
0: Yes, yes, it is true. It's it's a a pitfall of my own personal uh, existence. But I think questions to kind of help us get to get us thinking about what it means to fix our eyes on Jesus is first basic question. Like, do we know Jesus or how do we know Jesus? He is ever present. Right. But we are not one of the 12 disciples. We did not live in the time that he was on the earth. Mm -hmm. And so how do we know Jesus? How do we know someone who is not on this earth anymore? Uh, Basic answer through his word. So if we are not being uh, steeped in his word daily and reading it uh, as the priority that it should be in our lives, then uh, how can mm. we actually know who we're fixing our eyes on and know about him in order to uh, first experience his love and grace and then reflect him back to those around us, our husband, our spouse, or our children? I've so, a
1: question for you, though. What, you said uh, if we're not his, <laughs> in his word as we should be. You said something to the, that effect. How do we know if how long we should be in his word? And what, yeah. is there a threshold? <laughs> will I be a good mom if I just read for an hour a day?
0: That There's a lot of reels that you can look up on Instagram that will tell you all these things. Now, as a mom, I think if you're trying to have a quiet time, uh, a few things are gonna happen. It's gonna get interrupted um, because God has given you little blessings called children and just expect that. Uh, the other thing is that it Happened today. <laughs> It did. It did. And the Lord helped me work through some frustrations. So, again, it's not about, I think, quantity as much as it is about quality. And if you can only get one or two verses in, um, so maybe scripture memory is the way to go. And just be okay with the interruptions. And again, this is, you don't have to have a three hour devotion in order to like. Be ready to go, you know, to parent and live your life. But
1: so while we can't say you have to read x amount of time, x number of chapters. Verse I just of think day you need to, to be b- abiding in the Word. We can say there is, I think, a gravitational pull that it should have on the heart of a believer. Absolutely. Spurgeon said this. You love this quote. He said, I like "Visit Spurgeon. many books, but live in Scripture." Mm-hmm. And that's what that gravitational pull is. It's like I don't gravitate toward these places when I'm in those moments of wanting to fix things. Instead, yeah. I would gravitate toward prayer. Scripture the Bible is not just
0: another good book. It is the book of life that tells us Mm. about who Christ is his purpose and Who we are in light Mm. of his ultimate purpose and existence and presence. So how can we experience him daily? We just mentioned that through personal relationship and time spent with him right getting to know anybody uh, takes time Uh, and we do this again through scriptures uh, and conversing with him through prayer and so I'm gonna. I'm gonna
1: I, I like to ask you questions while we go okay. through these because what do you mean conversing with him in prayer?
0: So praying to God, talking does and having talk a conversation with him.
1: Does he, how does he speak?
0: Do you hear his voice? <laughs> I don't audibly no, but I.
1: I don't mean to put you on the Hear spot.
0: scripture come through like scripture reiterates. I think the things of God. Uh, Absolutely. And having that scripture hidden in my heart and the memory, a memorization of it, um, singing it. You know, worship. All of the time that is spent with the Lord um, starts, you just start swimming in this water and you know who he is. And so, you know that if he is, re- you know, the promptings, I think, of the Holy Spirit, because, again, you know him.
1: And what, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but you answered so beautifully. And I'm glad I did. <laughs> Good. Um, no, what I was trying to draw out of the, and I think you got there was our prayers are really a response to what God has already said. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that God doesn't still speak and encourage us right? So we can go so far as to say God has spoken and it's in his words. If you want to hear his voice, go to scripture. That's fully true. The Holy Spirit still is very alive Mm -hmm. and will encourage and minister Mm -hmm. in in, in our hearts. And Mm -hmm. so I found it most helpful, this this epiphany around prayer, if I'm reading scripture, I will pray that scripture. And Lord, what do you have for me in this? What can I, how can I see this rightly? And how can I then pray these promises over Mm life and and then then just stop and then hear right you know and feel and listen right and 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 respond to scripture let your heart respond to scripture and then listen for the holy right. spirit to so speak.
0: scripture and prayer are ways yeah. are the ways of, of the christian life right and repentance of course but being mm. in scripture conversing having a relationship with jesus um through prayer and petition um but another question that might help us uh Fix our eyes on Jesus is, um, I don't know, whenever I'm, I'm in the middle of you know trying to fix a problem with my kids and I'm, I'm told, go to the scriptures, or what does the Bible say about this? I'm always like, okay, but am I going to feel different in this moment? Like, am I going to feel less angry, more patient, more kind? Will the fruits of the Holy Spirit actually be coming out and f- produced in me in those moments? And hmm. maybe, I would hope so. I would hope that if you are in conversation with the Lord daily. You are in scripture. You are humbling yourself before him and you're seeking out his ways. There's obedience to be had there, but the, the, the feeling, the different, the feeling different, like, okay, when I open my eyes, I'm going to be a hundred percent patient parent. Like that's obviously not true, but obedience sometimes means just doing what you know God is asking you to do despite how you feel. Right. And so that can be really challenging for us. And so fixing our eyes on Christ means laying my feelings aside hmm. and knowing uh, who God is and right. Knowing Jesus, knowing what he's called me to do and how he's called me to parent uh, hmm. and raise these children. Um, and then uh, where are you going for answers again? So we opened this yeah. whole like pot, this whole episode of, you know, it's so easy to just go find the next big book by, you know, Paul Tripper, you know, whoever you want. Yeah. It's and, funny.
1: we we just watched um, the pilgrims progress. Oh with, yes. With the girls. Yep. And uh, that picture that comes to mind is Christian. He's on his path, right? Um, and he continually gets drawn off the path by what would seem like maybe a quick fix mm-hmm. or seem like a good, seems good mm-hmm. at the time, like morality, like the mountain morality. Like, and I love how Bunyan did all that. It's amazing, timeless work. And it reminds me of like the importance of just fixing our eyes on Christ means that we stick to the path that he prescribed, mm-hmm. not the path that, that we would prescribe ourselves or the path that anyone else would prescribe. And what is the path that he prescribes faithful, glad, obedience. Mm-hmm. And so this I this visual of fixing your eyes on something. We used to snowboard together. Remember those days? Mhm.
0: That was pre-kid days.
1: And mm. when when you would go snowboarding um, or any sort of sport, you could be, you know, skiing, biking, running, <laughs> whatever. Like where you put your eyes, eventually that's where you're going to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so when they when like when you get down to doing the spins off jumps and things, which I never I tried, but When I, never, I did flips <laughs>
0: off the jumps. Like when
1: you would do double backflips, Selena. <laughs> You'd fix your eyes.
0: (laughs) You have to look. Yep. And at (laughs) some point, you do have to commit to it. Yes.
1: And you commit by fixing your eyes first, because your head, your your body always follows your head. Your head always follows your eyes. And so, take that analogy into this. It's like if our eyes are fixed on Christ, we can be taken hits from the right and the left, or Mm -hmm. we can be surrounded by distractions, but we're locked in on Him.
0: Right. Well, and I think again, who's the authority on this and what, where are we going for our answers? Like what's our quick knee jerk default reaction? Ideally it would be scripture, right? But sometimes I confess, I run to these parenting books faster than I run to the word. And I, I look to them because I'm like, oh, they're tangible. They'll give me all the details and and they probably will. I would hope that the ones that I'm looking at are not just things that are quick behavioral fix, but they're actual like, okay, mm. we're addressing yeah. the heart and this is sin. Uh, but still, Scripture should have that first place and that uh, that ultimate authority before I run to any other book. Uh, scripture is paramount. And so um, experiencing, I think, the truth and power of God has mm. uh, that effect of conforming us to his character, right? We're talking about when we're... When we're <laughs> When we're in a fix we don't want to fix ourselves we want to fix our eyes on christ but um the shortcomings that we feel in any area uh that's where we we might need to grow and we it can be traced back to places where we haven't maybe trusted god right or we're we're learning to trust god or we're learning to grow in our um, understanding of of who he is and why 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 would i trust god well because scripture says that he loves us scripture says that he we'll read Romans 5 in just a minute, but we can trust, Mm -hmm. we can learn to trust the Lord more fully, Mm -hmm. especially in our shortcomings, um, because he is good, because he loves us, because he's the good shepherd, right? Uh, Romans 5, 6 through 11, I think you should read this. I would
1: love love to do that. I want to share this analogy, the good shepherd analogy. So Cliff, uh, a man in our gathering and dear brother. He he talks about a pastor being kind of the the lead shepherd, Mm -hmm. or the lead sheep, rather. So we have the good shepherd, and then within a congregation or group of believers, you have kind of the lead sheep. And he said many times the the lead sheep would be the one that the shepherd puts the bell on because that sheep is the most afraid of being far from the shepherd. Mm. And the other sheep will follow the the sheep with the bell on him (laughs) because that sheep... Is the loudest, and that sheep will stay close to the shepherd because he's the most afraid of being away from the shepherd. Mm. And so, I think there's a bu- beautiful picture to be had there of fixing our eyes on Christ and seeing Him truly as the ultimate of ultimates. Well, so that we would be so just enamored and fixed on Him that we would go to Him first. Now, books are good, and I know you mentioned that, but I'm just I love that <laughs> we picture. write books.
0: So <laughs> books are great. Books are life. You should buy books. Um, from us. No, another another kind of interesting analogy. I can't remember where I heard it. Uh, it might have been in. I'm reading the biography of Susie uh, Spurgeon right now. and I think it might have been in there, but she said somewhere that um, somebody once said that she, a difference between like sheep and cows is like cows have to be prodded from behind to go forward uh, and sheep Only. have to be led. Yeah, and I thought That's that awesome. was just so interesting because a good shepherd leads his sheep, right and mm. and gently and leads sheep his sheep his and they know his voice. So Romans five, Romans six through eleven.
1: Mm. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received
0: reconciliation. So good. So Mm. we can trust God because he loves us. Because while we were still weak, while we were still sinners, Mm. Christ died for us. He died for the ungodly. So learning to trust God, learning about who he is. And here in Romans, we see that Christ didn't die for the good, right? He didn't die for People that were super godly and had no sin, right? He died while we were still sinners, mm. uh, while there were while we were still. I mean, we are apart from him. We are sinners. We're broken. We're destined for God's wrath. Here's, but
1: the, here's the kicker to that, though. Too, is it's not just the sins that you create that you've some, already committed. It's the ones that you will still mm-hmm. commit. Mm-hmm. You think that those are somehow obscured to His vision? Uh, not at all. Not at all. Like not He all. knows every mistake you have made. He knows every mistake you ever will make, and still. He died to reconcile us to Him, and that is why He's worthy of our complete and utter mm-hmm. infatuation, being enamored with Him, following Him, fixing our eyes on Him. Right. Especially as parents, when it feels like we're in the wilderness constantly, because yeah. no parent, like no parent, this is like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like no parent knows exactly how to handle. <laughs> I every think yeah,
0: I think we have glimpses of what we're supposed to do. Like we try to talk about that That's here on that. this on these episodes. So how does experiencing God's deep, unwavering love that love mentioned above, right, that we read in, in Romans 5, mm. how does that affect us? How should it affect us, right? If we know that while we are still sinners, like, God died and he made a way, he reconciled us back to Christ. Like, read the Old Testament if you want to mm. find out about the wrath of God and the character of God. I mean, that's something to wrestle with. And so to know that he, mm. you know, we've been justified, we were chosen, and he died for us, that's where fruit begins to be produced, I think, inside of us of like love joy peace patience kindness all of those things and so experiencing God in a deep way doesn't Mm -hmm. have to happen at a crazy church service it can happen right in reading your scriptures every day in talking to your children talking to your spouse about what God is teaching you again prayer these are all things that are reorienting our hearts Mm -hmm. humbling us before him helping us fix our eyes on him so that in our weak moments that he will be made strong in us so Another question, what happens to our hearts when we feel his love collide violently with our sin? When he takes our punishment for himself, he erases our shame and calls us his own children. What happens to us then?
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're on, again, YouTube, you're looking at our channel, we have a video that just posted two days before this one. It's all about oversharing in marriage. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, check that out because we talk about kind of some of the darker aspects of what our sin can do mm-hmm. in marriage and i think it really helps drive home this point of the greater the view of our own sin the greater the necessity for a savior mm-hmm. and the greater the cross becomes right the deeper that chasm is the greater the rescue yeah. becomes yeah
0: pride would minimize our sin and
1: so that then causes us to then rem- yeah it would minimize our sin and so seeing christ in that capacity helps us to from the gut, from our guts fix our eyes on him mm-hmm. to cling to him and i love this picture that I, by tim keller he talked about um, you know, if you're running toward a cliff, you're being chased by a stampede, and you see two branches. Which one are you going to jump for? Are you can jump for the strong one or the weak one. And he said, "You're going to jump jump for the strong one." And He said, "What matters is not a strong grip on a weak branch, but a weak grip on a strong branch." Mm-hmm. And so, so even good. if you feel like you're clinging for your life, br- the branch of Christ is unbreakable. Yeah. And so so we, uh, And so, you can cling with a weak grip. And here's the here's the, the the kicker. There, he's the one holding you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your grip that keeps you in God's grace, it's Christ's grip on you. So and that includes in your life as a parent. So, especially to the moms who I think are so t- prone to feeling shame or mm-hmm. or to the men, okay? I don't want to exclude the men. You can sometimes feel like you're missing out on your kids' childhood because you're working. I feel that all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're out playing, I should be out playing with them. Well, you know what, Ryan, you got to bring home a living. I got to bring home bacon. And so there's some definite heart <laughs> calibration. I have to cling to the goodness of God that he is gracious and that even though well, I feel a certain way, Sometimes, I can still yeah, fix my eyes on him. and
0: sometimes leading your family and is a yeah. way of serving that may not always be comfortable, but it's the role that God's called us calls you into as the husband mm. and the head of the household. Um, but again, uh, uh, experiencing His love, colliding and understanding the daily the love of God for you mm. um, should produce this fruit of the Spirit, right? Fruit mm. that looks like a renewed patience, a renewed love for others namely your children, right? A kindness and a gentleness towards them uh, when we might otherwise have been impatient or angry or frustrated or terse. Like this is the Holy Spirit will come in and start to show you that you don't have to respond the way you're responding.
1: So there's a kind of a harder flip side to this conversation. And it's that, and hear this, and I pray that this doesn't land incorrectly on your heart. God is gracious, however it does. Uh, We should be aware that if we're unable to show or feel love toward others, it begs the question is, have we truly experienced God's love? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking thematically. I'm not talking about a morning when you woke up, you know, on the wrong side of the bed, Right. Well, and
0: personally, honestly, like I struggle. I do struggle with that because when you have, when you come, I mean, part of it can be your family of origin and where you grew up. Mm -hmm. If you were rejected by a parent or if your parents were divorced or something like that, or you felt some sort of, uh, lack of love there, uh, you question whether or not anyone else's love is authentic, right? Trust is a hard mm-hmm. thing to embrace. And so showing love or feeling love or being able to love, it, it's so formative for us as parents to, to show and do and be that for our children, right? It's mm. a, from day one.
1: And we're saying, and I think what you're saying is let that well up from God's love and not our own. Right. Um, and God, yes, because God can,
0: yeah. he is redeeming that within me. And when we had children, I didn't, yes, maybe I felt a little like I I started later than other people. Like I was missing some pieces, you know, because I felt like I didn't have all the tools because I didn't have two parents at home. And yet God is mm. so good, right, to take that brokenness, to take whatever my I might feel might be lacking, uh, and he comes in and it's just like with him and the fish and the loaves, it's like the fish and the loaves weren't magical. It was G- the presence of God that was there. So mm. it's he multiplies our Amen. efforts, right? And he reconciles and redeems.
1: Here's another challenging question is if we are unable to show love to our children when they're unlovable, especially when they're unlovable, mm-hmm. have we experienced <laughs> God's love in full light of our sin? Um, yes, there are always moments. And what really helps me in those moments, because I, I do get, you know, often enough to have to pray often about it. Yeah really tired of like, all the childishness. <laughs> the kids are going to be kids. <laughs>
0: why are children so childish? Yeah, why are so loud? Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I love our kids. The point is, is I can kind of get to the end of my rope. And it, what really helps me in those moments is A, to pause, to pray. Don't always remember to do that. But God is gracious in helping me see the child yeah. through the behavior, to see the heart through the behavior. And right. remember, like, I'm stewarding. I'm not correcting behavior. That's part of it. But more than that. I'm stewarding a heart and God help me at that. Because mm. you're the you're in the business of changing hearts.
0: Well, and you're stewarding someone who's made in the image of God, right? Amen. So
1: and Voskamp writes it like this so eloquently. The moment I'm most repelled by a child's behavior, that is my sign to draw the very closest to that child. What a beautiful reminder. Mm-hmm. And that seems a lot like Jesus in the parable of the lost sheep. Mm-hmm. Think about sheep. They're not clean animals. There's <laughs> they're they're dirty, they've got, you know, Stuff on their backside, you can (laughs) pick through that, clean that off for the health of the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd, yes, right? He and he is not any, he's not a stranger to dirty sheep, Mm -hmm. and he's here to cleanse us uh, by his own blood. So, um, anything else? I want to make sure I don't skip over anything else.
0: I think you know, we asked this question, How can we pursue our children? You just asked that, like, Mm. you, you when they're the most repelling, right? Or they're the most frustrating. They're whining. They're being demanding. They're coughing an attitude. They're being mm, disrespectful. Yeah. Um, Attitudes how, are. <laughs> how can we pursue our children in those tough moments? How can we be reflecting mm. God's love to them in those tough moments? How can we fix our eyes on Christ and not on them and their behavior, but not walking away from them, but pursuing them? Mm. Um, again.
1: Really quickly. Yeah. Exercising the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Start there.
0: You know what? When my kids are fighting and we're all not getting along, we turn on slugs and bugs and you can look it up on Spotify. They have some great songs. They're not brand new, but, uh, we just listen to like the fruits of the spirit. They start singing and I'm like, yep, you need love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness with each other. You know, I So, think,
1: I think on that note, one of the keys is to go through the conflict with the child, not yeah. around it. Yeah. Sometimes we can so easily distract. And don't the ignore away. it. Yeah. And say, if we can just get the thing to stop, the behavior to stop, the loudness, the, the whatever the behavior is. And sometimes we'll say, okay, we'll just distract them. Yeah, because they don't really understand. They don't understand. Right. And I think there's a time and a place for, oh, what's the word, um, uh, redirecting. Redirecting.
0: <laughs> there's an age and a stage for that. <laughs> yes. There's an age and a stage uh, for and
1: that. And so I, my, the encouragement here is, is you know, oftentimes the, the growth is through the difficulty, yeah. not around it so exercise the fruits of the holy spirit uh how to pursue our children in these moments uh prayer mm-hmm. very prayerfully be steadfast and consistent i think in the near future we're going to do a episode all around a steadfast consistent we call it cold calculated <laughs> cold has the wrong implication no that's with mean,
0: discipline i think you need we need to be a safe place for our kids to sure. land and to share kind of how okay. they're feeling that's and, what you meant yeah. okay
1: Okay, we'll talk about the other so stuff there's later. There's notes there. I <laughs> didn't read that part. <laughs> uh, and then remember Jesus. Okay, he was merciful. He was, uh, he did have perfect justice, but even in that mercy, he, mm-hmm. he, he had the perfect mix of justice and mercy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was full of grace and always extending forgiveness. And so uh, I think those are probably the most potent reminders that we can have for our own hearts and hopefully for your hearts. Fierce mm-hmm. parent as you pursue God's will for your child as you prefer, pursue uh, his word and following his word and how you parent your child. Um, if you don't know what that exactly means? Okay? Mm-hmm. If you never, if you hear us talking about forgiveness and mercy and all those things, sound amazing. And you know the name of Christ, but you don't really know what He did or what He stood for. Uh, we want to inter- introduce you to Jesus Christ, because without Him, our parenting would be a train wreck. Our marriage, we've said this for years, would not be around. We would not be around. I think <laughs> I would be dead if it by the grace of God, physically dead. <laughs> um, so we want to introduce you to Christ, and the way we have decided to do that. Um, The opportunity here today is go to a website. It's uh, Mm thenewsisgood.com. We set that up just so you can get an introduction and get your foot on the right path toward becoming a disciple of Christ and calling yourself a Christian. We want to call you brother, sister in Christ. So Mm -hmm. you're invited. Come on in. It's great. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that we can fix our eyes on you, that you are a good shepherd, a worthy Lord, and a merciful King. God, we pray that you give us wisdom as parents, give the parents listening to this, watching this wisdom in how they um, uh, navigate parenthood. And may they the theme of their parenthood be that they are fixing their eyes on you mm. moment by moment, day by day, with the ultimate goal of helping their children do the same, to fix their young eyes on you at an early stage and gladly. Jesus, uh, thank you for the grace it is to look through your word. I pray that it would land on our hearts. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, help us to turn from those things your uh in, into your goodness for your glory in jesus name amen
0: and can i just say there is a time and place for books there is a time and place for tools behavior all of that but again first fixing our eyes and our hearts mm. on christ uh and praying for that transformation and then you know getting the tools getting the skills yeah. developing those as a parent is important so just there's an yeah. order to things so
1: if you're still watching this and this has blessed you we'd be honored if you would leave a rating and review on the podcast or a comment on the youtube video go ahead and sub- subscribe hit that s- s- smash button <laughs> smash, smash that, that
0: subscribe <laughs> button. thank
1: you and if you want to partner with us uh, and it's this is only possible because of our amazing partners go to mm-hmm. fierceparentingcom partner Thank you if you've already done that. Yeah. Um, if you're not, we're inviting you into that as well. With that said, this episode of Fierce Parenting is. In the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.